to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, you are joined uh, by your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Uh, just us two this this week. Just uh, the two no, of us. No lanky sound. Yeah, just there's a song in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the creative type, but um, no lanky Santa joining us or uh, no. or or, or any guests uh, for that matter. No. So uh, we've just uh, got a few things to have a chat about yeah. this week. Um, just it's just been Ben's birthday, aka BenCon. Yeah, we we figured because GenCon took up so much because there was just so many announcements. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we only covered the stuff that a we... fraction of yeah. it. <laughs> I, I think there was something like a thousand games released at Gen Con. It's bonkers. Yeah. Anyway, we we spent the whole episode last week talking about Gen Con, mm-hmm. so we thought we would talk a wee bit about, about Ben Con. <laughs> I, I didn't call it Ben Con, by the way, just a quick disclaimer there. Yeah, um, yeah. Just... You, you're not stopping anyone from calling it Ben Con, though. Is that effectively the same as me calling it Ben Con? <laughs> I mean, is that, is, that, is that what you're implying? Um, so yeah, we we had like um, like two solid days of gaming. Yeah, ourselves. So we'll we, have a we, chat about what we did then. Uh, but before we get uh, underway with anything else, uh, a little channel announcement. Uh, we're very proud to announce that we've uh, partnership up with uh, partnership up, partnered up. <laughs> Even with uh, Board Game Crate. Uh, Board Game Crate, if you haven't heard of them, are a service, a monthly subscription service where they will send to you bespoke uh, selection of board games yeah. based on uh, what you like and what you already own off your Board Game Geek profile. Yeah. Well, this is the really slick thing about it is that it actually examines your, your Board Game Geek library. Mm hmm. Um, and it observes first of all what you have and don't have, and second of all, what sort of games you like. Yes. So it's a, it's a pretty smart algorithm, um, as you say, it's a subscription service, and we are going to be offering, uh, in conjunction with Board Game Crate, uh, a little discount. Yes, just for you, our listeners there. Yeah. So keep keep your eyes peeled. We'll we'll have a code. For that going up just shortly and not only that uh, but they are very kindly uh, basically subscribing us to their service uh, yep. so for the next few months we'll be uh, uploading some uh, some sponsored videos yeah. of us unboxing the treats that they have sent to us so thank you uh, Phil Collins and uh, the team at uh, at uh, Board Game Crate uh, and we'll, uh, we'll more from that uh, in due course. That, that is, it's not Phil Collins of Genesis fame, just to clarify. Just to, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not. I'm sure he never gets that joke. Yeah, I'm sure no one ever makes that. I could that see joke. you smirking, so I thought I need to, I need to make that clear because inevitably there's going to be jokes about it in the comments and that if we don't, so. Nip it in the bud. Right. And then it's not a problem. Never never mention it again. Yeah, it's like, get out of your system. Never mention it again. Yeah. Right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, news-wise, uh, what, what Charlotte was telling us that we thought was quite interesting was that Joe Magniello, uh, of True Blood fame, mm-hmm. was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. Yes. And they basically spent the whole time that 
Joe Magniello was on talking about Dungeons and Dragons, which is pretty cool. Nice to uh, nice to know it's not just us. Yeah. Um, but I must admit, I I, uh, I hadn't watched True Blood, so I didn't really recognise him. I know Stephen Colbert is though, but like, yeah. Um, I, I know who Joe Magniello's wife is. I who's his wife again? Sofia Vergara. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. So listen here, guys. Just because you play D and D, does not mean you can't meet a Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there we go. But <laughs> but it, on the show, they they showed you some uh, images of uh, of his gaming room. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, I've got proper jealousy. Yeah. Uh, for that, because not only has he got like a nice big table with chairs and uh, like proper like wooden chairs for it, uh, but he's got like a dragon's head and a mind yeah. flayer's head mounted on the walls. It's kind of done up like quite medieval, yeah. isn't it? He's got like the long table with the ornate chairs and all that, and apparently he has uh, he has D and D sessions with um, like comedians and actors mm. and directors, like all f- uh, all these guys from Hollywood reconnecting with their their youth. Yeah, so it's it's it's. I mean, further testament to the fact that Dungeons and Dragons is really immensely you, you, popular. Yeah, isn't it? getting getting fully ingrained into popular culture, even more so than it already was. Yeah. Uh, just back to the the, the mind flaring dragon heads being mounted on the walls. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does look impressive, but um, you know, with all taxidermy, I need to like. I think it's important to know where it was sourced from. Okay. Because you know illegal hunting. That's that's a, that's a bad thing. It's a huge problem in the D and D universe. I <laughs> just, just monsters dropping left, right, it's and centre. Wanton killing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder that the D and D universe keeps going with all of the violence. That's yeah. it shouldn't be sustainable. But he, speaking of violence, <laughs> he he, he kind of called Vin Diesel out in that. Interview he, as well, he did a little he? bit. He threw a bit of shade there because like, yeah. he was like, "Oh, he says he plays D and D. I don't know anyone who plays with him though." Yeah, and they, but they say, like, "I know everyone in Hollywood that plays that." And well, maybe Vin Diesel doesn't play with people in Hollywood. Maybe thing it's is, his though, old friends. The thing is, though, right? See if it came down to it. Joe Magnello's got the big show on his side, mm. so <laughs> maybe that's why he's feeling a bit brave, you know. Yeah, now so apparently the big show uh, plays D and D as well. No, so. I, I knew that because he's a huge nerd because yeah. he he played uh, Destiny as well. When ah, he right. Yeah, yeah, he's. I always find it strange, like the sort of nerd crossover with wrestling. Like, I know loads of like you go to comic conventions and they'll have like stuff about wrestling as well and have wrestlers as guests. Oh, remember, I told you I went to that uh, that Comic Con up in uh, Loch Lomond. Uh huh. Earlier on in the year, because you got as the the state. Oh, that's uh, right, uh, I yeah. Inverary, and they had this. It was like insane championship wrestling or something. Like My that. mate's a massive fan of that. Yeah. Like De- Dell, shout out. I, d- I don't think Dell listens to this podcast because yeah. he he doesn't play tabletop. Yeah. But what he does do is he does a podcast uh, a podcast with some of his pals about wrestling. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, the ICW is like he goes to a lot of yeah. them. So yeah, the shit talking was the worst though. <laughs> there was this like ginger guy, like you know, he's like a big muscly guy, and then yeah. he's like standing up on top of the turnbuckle, and then this wee voice comes out, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> oh dear! The, oh, oh dear! Bless you! You're trying. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, but well, so we we have uh, we we've, have we've gone, gone off tangent. Yeah. We've gone off tangent. The wrestlers wrestlers play D and D. Everyone plays D and D now. Yeah. It's, it's it's a thing. I think um, go, gone are the days when um, when a nerd or a geek was like a a, a pasty little white boy. What I mean, this is true. I, I think the real test is: do people, do kids still get bullied for it in school? No, because do they not? I don't think so. I don't know any kids it's in like the school. Main, it's like mainstream, though. Yeah, we're all playing Fortnite now. So yeah, but the, like, the thing is as well, like you know, I, 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 I mean, you've always been nerdy. Yeah, I was nerdy before it was cool. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, no, it, like, why well, I, I get picked on? For being like that, and it's like when you see like some of the people that used to make fun of you at school, like talking about how much they love Batman and all that, you're like, you son of a bitch, you, you, <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, it's, and it's like you have this moment. It's like, it feels like cultural appropriation or something. Yeah, that's you can't talk about Batman. Batman's ours. That's my culture. That's, yeah, that's, hands off. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's weird, but yeah, it's at the same time though. It's you know as much as we joke about being petty and all that, it, it's great that um, that people are getting to enjoy a good thing. Yeah, yeah. People uh, people aren't you know being nasty for someone actually having a hobby yeah. anymore. Yeah. So that that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so back to BenCon. BenCon. <laughs> 2018. How how did it start getting called Ben? Cole? I have no idea. It actually wasn't me this time. It wasn't you this time. You, you, usually this dumb stuff is because of me, but yeah. I don't I don't know who originally called it BenCon, but it stuck. Yeah, it stuck. There was a group chat that I wasn't involved in. Yeah. And Charlotte just told me, yeah, they're all calling it BenCon, and that was like the day that you were all coming over. And I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. I hope they're not expecting too much. So well, so what did we do? Um, we we all piled into my flat and we played games. Pretty much pulled an all nighter as well. Yeah. So we we kicked things off um, with a, a two versus two game of Age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. um, which was great fun. Yeah. As we we just went for quite a, a basic battle plan. It was border war. Yeah, yeah. So it was like there's, I think it was, it was five. Yeah, objectives. there's a number of objectives that yeah. were up for grabs. And it was one of these things where you get a point for the one in your territory, mm-hmm. um, but you get four points for the one in the enemy, enemy territory, territory yeah. and you get two points for each of them that are on the mm-hmm. edge. So it's like it, it's a scenario that encourages you to play quite aggressively, mm-hmm. which really suited. Uh, mine and Callum's armies. Callum playing uh, the orcs and Ben playing his angry naked midgets yeah. again, uh, and uh, yeah, the it was it was not pretty on my side of the table. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was. I was actually because Tom was asking me how it went because Tom unfortunately wasn't able to make it, and I was saying that it was um, it was orcs and dwarfs versus. Um, Zinch mm. and Night Hunt, so saying it was basically Warhammer, Jocks versus Goths and Nerds. Yeah, yeah, 
That's that's probably fair. <laughs> the goths and nerds, spoiler alert, did it did not go so well for them. Yeah. They got beat pretty convincingly. Um Brutes are brutal. Yep. Who knew? Who <laughs> More at 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Callum runs them in a massive unit. Aye. It's they're impossible to get rid of. Yeah, because they've got they like... They murder everything. They've got like three wounds each. Mm. And he takes like... Is it 10 of them or 15 of them? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's like... That's like a, like a 40 wound unit, something like that. You, you look nauseous thinking about uh, it. I'm, uh, the, the memories are flooding back. I mean, they basically just one-shotted my, um, the, um, my, my big behemoth yeah. in the army. And, oh, my God. Because yeah. it's like the each, Callum will, like, he charges in with the, the, the pig cavalry, right? Yeah. And they're, they're quite scary looking because they're on these massive monstrous boars and then mm. you've got a big orc on it. But it's actually it's the brutes that you really need to watch out for. Oh yeah, yeah. They they the cavalry are more just annoying. Yeah. You know they're they they're not like shock cavalry the way that some other armies can. I don't know that they can they can they can make short work of a lot of things. But yeah. yeah. Um, I my uh, my ghosts were turned to corporate uh, like some sort of corporeal mincemeat <laughs> <laughs> by these just like. By, <laughs> Yeah, just it was not good, uh, um, and the Chaos Warriors didn't fare much better. To be fair, no, and I th- I think it was because because Craig tends to run like MSU mm. multiple small units, um, yeah, those little units were just back to the side, yeah, yeah, yep. um, so that's what we did first. We did that first. Meanwhile, some of the others were playing Tales of Arabian Nights as well. Yeah. Firm favourite on the podcast. Yep, it is. And uh, Callum O'Donnell, um, the other Callum, uh, mm-hmm. he was also there. Um, he he loves this. He loves Tales of Arabian Nights. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, bit, he's a bit of a writer, you know, that enjoys mm-hmm. a good story. Um, so whenever he's asked what game he wants to play, he almost always makes a beeline for Yeah, that. just... Doesn't yeah. he didn't even utter a word, he just yeah. got it off the shelf and yeah. was like, All right, yeah. Yeah. So they um Charlotte, Iona, Los, um and Callum, they, they played that mm-hmm. um while we were doing uh while we were playing Age of Sigmar. Um and once we wrapped up our game, uh, which Callum uh Lanky Santa and myself mm-hmm. won, we we moved on to Ice Cool. Ice Cool uh, being just the excellent penguin chasing game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tonally very different to Age of Sigma. Yeah, but uh, I I just love it. I, I'm mm. really excited for the expansion that's coming out this year yeah. as well. Um, Ice Cool 2. Mm-hmm. This yeah. time it's personal. Yeah. The freezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ice cool to cool harder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but like we we were getting we we're getting a bit too into. Uh, playing ice cream. There, there was some really good smack talk. Yeah, like, <laughs> just whoever was being the teacher was just getting berated. Uh, Craig had gone back to some sort of like, um, oh, well, you don't call them year eight, nine, and ten here. What, what's it called? Secondary one or 
What are the years in school? Well, just first year, second first, year. Yeah, Craig had gone back to like his second year and was coming out with like all the classic <laughs> yeah. lines he used to hear in class. He kept he kept um, like messing up his shots. So we were joking about how like he was going to be trapped in the uh, Penguin Foundation forever, <laughs> which is like I, I don't know how the English system works, but that's like that is the, the yeah lowest. that's the lowest of the low and. Yeah. You know, our, our penguin parents writing to the school, yeah. just saying they're concerned that Craig is distracting from our penguin education. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's leading the others astray. Yeah, it's like we come out and then they're all skating about the the hall, <laughs> grabbing fish. Yeah, making a mockery of the staff. Yeah, aye, aye. The poor the poor penguin teachers abu- like endured some abuse. Yeah, but it's, it was good fun. Um, Craig, Craig didn't win that. No, um, who did win that? I think I won, and I think you came second. Yeah. Um. I I love high school. It's just so fun. Yeah. Like, I think I think uh, I think I think as a game, it's probably one of the best pick me ups. It's so satisfying see yeah. when your penguin just through yeah. the goal, or see if you manage to hook it just right. And yeah, go get through a curve shot. And it, it's one of those games where everyone gets so animated, like when. Like even if you're losing, when someone pulls off one of those shots, you, everyone just goes "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, it's great, and you know, given that it's a kids' game, we enjoy it an awful lot. Yeah, <laughs> apparently the um, the expansion, mm-hmm. um, you get you get points for trick shots and stuff like that. Oh, so I. I could be like overselling it a bit here, but I'm I'm imagining like Ice Cool meets SSX <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, it's uh, but I can't wait to try it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In case you didn't realize, Ice Cool, very good game. Yeah, we love it. Um, after that, what did we play? We played a bit of Brothers, didn't we? Yeah, that, that came out quite a few times, like in between. Games. Brothers, it's it, it's great. So this is from uh, and Karma and Karma plays in about ten minutes, if if that. Yeah. Um, it's really simple head to head game, but uh, as you described it, some almost chess level strategy. strategy yeah. Behind it, so all you do basically is uh, the first section of the the game you. Uh, place down these tiles that create create the meadow and what you're doing is your two brothers one's farming well they're not called sheep but they look like sheep yeah one's sheep and one's rabbits i think they're called wabbits and goo balls or something yeah uh basically and you've got to try and place as many of your tiles as possible whoever's got the most tiles left that they can't place at at the end of it scores a certain number of points for each of those tiles, you swap over because the tiles are different shaped. As so the, well. the scoring works like golf. Yeah, basically. you're trying to get a lowest yeah. score. Whoever's got lowest score after two rounds wins. Yeah. Simple, very quick to pick up, uh, very addictive. And do you know the thing that really impressed me? Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many things I love about it. It looks beautiful. It does, yes. Like it, it actually, like we were saying, that the tiles because they they alternate shades of green on the squares. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like the Green Hill Zone in Sonic. Ah, yeah. And then w- once once you finish the game and it's all set up, it it does. There's a sort of video game aesthetic to it. Mm. 
which is really smart. It's also very satisfying just yeah. to play there. Um, and another little touch that I thought that's class. They didn't need to do that. Is the inside of the box mm-hmm. is designed to look like a pen? Yeah. <laughs> which most people they just leave the box blank. Yeah. It, it's it it just oozes style and personality. It's a really smart, really slick game. The 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 rule book is very concise, very well explained. Um, there's not a lot to it. Like you, you can teach it and be playing it within mm-hmm. about ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but as we were saying, there's a lot of depth and strategy to it once you start to get into it. Yeah. Um. But they actually have a quick reference page at the back. Yeah, for a rule book that is what like six pages long, yeah. if that. And I mean, so it's you know kudos to Ankama for that. It's just an all around really impressive game. Yeah, I think I was saying to you like, of of the new games that we've played this year so far. I, I think it's my favorite. Yeah, it, it it's weird because it's such a little game. If that makes sense, yeah. like because it, it's quick, it's small, very compact. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, for what it's aiming to do, it does it better than any game. Yeah, that's come out this year. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the th- the thing as well is that um, we've done quite a bit of traveling this year. We're going to be doing quite mm-hmm. a bit more traveling because um, there's a few more conventions and events and things to to go to later on mm-hmm. in the year. And Sushi Go was always our go to travel game. Yeah, you think this one might overtake? It might not overtake it, but certainly it's it's we're not just going to be taking. So she go with us anymore, yeah. and it's the the box is really compact. Oh, it's tiny. So you, you could fit it in your messenger bag, handbag, whatever, no problem. Yeah, very impressed with it. Uh, how many copies did they send us? They sent us two. So we are going to be doing a wee giveaway for yeah. that soon. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. I imagine, I dare say, at some point we'll be doing a video review of yes. brothers. Um. And we'll we'll talk a bit more about it then. Show the game off a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think you can probably look for us doing a bit more with Ankama in the future. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. It's very kind of them to send us a review copy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we we look forward to seeing what else. I mean, uh, what's unusual about Ankama is um, the multidisciplinary. Yep. <laughs> they do video games, they do uh, a uh, cartoon the, as well. Yeah, it's, yep. uh, the, the cartoon is called Wack Fu. It's actually on Netflix. Yeah. And um, they they do a couple of MMOs as well for the, the PC. But um, I, I didn't realise quite how iconic Ankama were mm-hmm. until I showed Craig... The, the box for brothers. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, is is this got something to do with Wack Fu?" Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right, like right away. Like, yeah, and, and that that's the thing that that I've noticed in in looking at all their products is that the art style is very consistent. Yeah, which is you know for branding thing yeah. is great. You know, yeah, it's like you you can look Particularly at when it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can look at a. A character from a Disney film mm-hmm. without necessarily knowing who they are, and more often than not, you could, you people go that looks like a Disney character. Yeah, and then the camera have got a, a similar reputation. I yeah. think. 
which so. is which is great. So we played a bit of Brothers, uh, and then uh, did we go on to Mysterium after that? We went on to Mysterium. So we had a big game of Mysterium. This was with the the maximum number of inve- psychic investigators. Uh, so we had six. Uh, I think you teamed up with Callum. Yeah, um, so we were like uh, a dynamic duo. Yeah, like but like what like Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like been invited to investigate this haunting. Yeah, like and then so like everyone else turns up in Victorian dress. Yeah, and, and then there's Adam like, West and... f- full cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit overdressed now. Yeah. Is it just it's just only fools and horses all over again. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so so uh, we had the six of us and we had Charlotte as the ghost as well. Uh we were not successful. How I feel like at the maximum number of players that a lot of the time you're shooting in the dark. Certainly a lot more tricky. Cause well, it was quite interesting what Charlotte said that because she's only got a certain number of cards mm. and needs to to give a stimulus to each player or mm-hmm. each team, it means it's really difficult for her to pick something for everyone. Yeah. So a lot of the time the stuff is is very tenuously linked. I think that's the whole fun of Mysterium, though. Yeah. It's just the... Uh... You you gave me a picture of this and how is it meant to represent that? Yeah, I don't know. I find it quite annoying. Do you not? Do you not? Do you not like Mysterium? I mean, it is banterful and all that, but it's you, you, it's not a game you can ever take seriously. I think. No, I, I don't. Th- I, I I don't think you should. Um, I think it's the sort of game that you do want to bust out when you've got like seven people round. Do you think you so? Just, yeah, and you just want in a bit of a laugh. You don't, you don't mind whether you're successful or not. I think having played that now, I think it would work better in a smaller group. I I don't think it works very well. No, with the bigger group, no. No, I had fun with it. Um, no, I had I had fun. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't think it works as well in a bigger group. We'll just have to play it more. Yeah, and the problem is that with a game like Mysterium, you shouldn't take it too seriously. Like you're saying, you're mm. you're right. Um. But when everyone is spending so much time scratching their head, there's no room to like role play and have a bit of banter. Yeah, and that sort of thing. That's a so, fair comment. Um, I I think that um, I think about four or five players mm-hmm. is probably the optimum number to play Mysterium with. I I think it struggles to cope with anything. Fair enough. Bigger than that. Fair. Right, yeah. Uh, and then we'd reach the wee hours of the morning Yeah. by by the time we finished that. So. We went off to bed, and then the next day we played a bit of Brothers, and we played the Song of Ice and Fire. Which we covered off in yeah. some depth. So that was BenCon. Yes. Um, but what, one of the things that was supposed to arrive... Mm. On the day of BenCon, but did not, mm-hmm. was an Age of Sigmar Champions Founders Pack. And that has arrived now, has it, it not? It has, yeah. So I've played, I've been playing it rigorously for the past few days. Mm-hmm. 
and you played it tonight for the first time ever. Yes, I picked up the death deck. Yeah, and so I, as someone who who is quite fond of card games, what are your initial impressions of it? I really don't know. <laughs> I it's very different um, because of the four lanes that you have. Uh, you do have an element of area control, yeah, uh, which you don't normally have yeah. in card games at all. It's usually just resource and hand management. Yeah. Uh, so it feels very different to the likes of Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, etc. Um, it, it actually feels somewhat like a board game, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and so you you beat me pretty convincingly. For most of the games, and I was getting quite frustrated. Yeah. Fortunately, I won the last one. Yeah. <laughs> um, my the thing the thing that I mentioned earlier was um, the whole mechanics of the the quests and blessings. So you've got your four champions. You've got to do certain things for them to complete a quest. And when they complete the quest, they get a blessing, which is like this really powerful. Yeah. Well. So, so some of them are instant, which it mean you know like it'll be like mm. do X amount of damage to your opponent. Some of them will be passive, like I had one that was whenever a storm cast leaves play, yeah, you draw, draw a card. card. Um, and then some of them, um, are. I think they're they're passive, but you you some of them you have to choose to activate them, mm-hmm. and then you rotate them until they're so, so you have limited uses. So my. Right, and and you know it's fun when you you get them. Yeah. Uh, my concern is that it's kind of a win more mechanic. Yeah. Like if you're if you're completing your champions quests, that means you're probably doing fairly well in the game anyway, and these blessings are just going to help you pull ahead even further. And certainly the games that we played, it did feel sometimes like trying to race to get those quests completed. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know though. I mean, it's different. I definitely want to try it more. But uh, I mean, you could see I was getting a bit frustrated. I, I do. I think the game's more nuanced than that. Yeah. Because I think if you do just race to try and finish your quests, I think that that's a a good way to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Because fulfilling your quest requirements for your champions is not always the optimum play. Yeah. So th- there's a lot more balance to it. I think than that, but that that being said, I I've played all of the decks, mm-hmm. and I've played a number of games, so I, I I've been able to see how that interacts over, yeah, a, a a wider array. I didn't even look through the deck before we started playing. That's yeah. the thing. So, um, I I think I'd I'd said to you because I because Tom, Tom and Ewan have had a go at it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom played against Ewan's destruction deck and he played Order mm-hmm. and he got absolutely pummeled by Ewan. Yeah. Um and uh so I asked Tom how, how did you find destruction? He said, Oh, it's a lot more synergetic than Order and I was like, Well, I, I don't know if that's true. I think maybe their synergies mm. are more obvious. But having actually played the destruction deck of the four starter decks, it is by far the most effective. Yeah. Um but but this this is the and I think we've we've spoken about this before with starter sets, is you're not always looking to have, you know, all evenly balanced forces. What you want to do is teach people mm-hmm. how the game works. Yeah, 
and how the and to be fair, as you've pointed out, the the all four of the starter sets their decks play very differently to each other yeah. as well. So yeah, I mean the the uh, the death deck is all about like healing yourself mm-hmm. and resurrecting units. The the order deck, which is primarily well, it's pretty much all stormcast. Um, that that's very much about controlling the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, destruction is pretty much throwing down as many units as quickly as you yes. can. Um, which is probably why it's a bit more effective because pretty much anyone can go. Oh, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Whereas the other ones, the strategies are a wee bit more nuanced. And then finally, chaos is is more about like sacrificing your units to gain more power. Right. Okay. Which is a huge flavor win, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I I I love I love the game. Um, I, what what you what's got you somewhat skeptical about it? I think is what I I love about it that <laughs> that there is area control. Yeah. Within yeah. It actually does feel like a battlefield because yeah. you've got the lanes. It feels like you've got all these like ranked up units facing mm-hmm. off against two um, pitched armies, which is is really cool. Um, they've used a lot of the artwork and assets from the Games oh, Workshop pretty, yeah. stuff. It's all, it's all very recognisable if you're familiar, anywhere near familiar with you know yeah. Age of Sigma and Warhammer yeah. Fantasy in general. So we're probably going to stream some of that a bit more in the the future. I think we we've we've thrown around the idea of maybe doing like a sealed format. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that, uh, trying to give that a go, and actually just building yeah. my own deck. We could maybe even suss out how it would work for a draft. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. So watch this space, guys. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, that is all we've got time for. Yeah. So look, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time but otherwise just take care we'll see you bye bye we are Unlucky Frog Gaming and I am Ben be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming you can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon and be sure to check out our website unluckyfrog.com to find out more.